0: Hey, everybody, this is JR Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about crime that should have never happened but actually did. This crime is a crime that everyone should take heed and should listen to. But first, it's moto time. Remember this, rich people, poor people. Poor people act rich, rich people act poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time. Hey, pay your bills. Tax season's upon us. And all that stuff just pay your bills don't rob peter to pay pay paul and remember you're paying your bills on time making sure everything is established and everything does one thing establish good credit also helps your credit score because you're going to need that credit score when you're looking to buy a house as a first-time buyer when you're looking to buy a car first-time car owner or you're looking to start a business, you need to establish good credit. Your credit score defines about who you are. A lot of times people say, well, I can pay my bills on time. I'm a good person, my credit, just give me the loan. Well, lenders and financial institutions don't look at that. Like the old days, they used to be able to handshake and they can give you a loan. Nowadays, they look at your credit score, they look at your social media, they look at your presence on how you're able to pay your bills. Hey, just pay your bills. Don't be sitting there robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's an old acronym from the old days. Meaning that don't sit there, put your money. Don't sit there and pay a little here, a little there. Pay them all. If you can't afford to pay them all, do this: pay your most, pay your least expensive bills first. Okay, like a good example. If you got uh um, your mortgages due or rents due, pay your rent. If you if your light bill is good, if you don't have lights but your rent's paid, hey, hey, pay your bills. Pay your pay your rent. Because you need a place to stay so you can have put your stuff. All right. Pay that. All right. Then turn around. Middle of the month, you get paid. Then pay your um, light bill. Then pay your bill. If that's what it has to do, make sure you call, talk to people, network. Because a lot of times places will say, okay, we'll give you a grace period. But we're going to give you an extension. We're going to extend it. And we're going to give you a surcharge. They, They do that. If you don't want that surcharge, let me tell you a good example. A lot of places, like good example, like City Hall... Um, the federal like the like state buildings capital state building federal government and as well as city hall as well as most people like that in county government when they pay their bills they they don't pay their bills exactly on time a lot of times those come a lot of those times those government agencies and stuff they get their checks once a month here's an example um, I, I, I just happened to look this up I looked online there was a um, city hall in one state The the mayor was like he was paying he was paying exactly two million dollars a month in late fees. Reason being is because he get his check once a month to pay the bills. Bills are due, say, the 15th. Some are due the 20th. Some are due like the 19th. Some are due like the 8th. But he only gets the check once a month to pay all his bills. So he can't pay them all at the same time. So he pays a little at a time. And he pays, he'd been robbing Peter to pay Paul. And that's why they've been trying to, well, we we balance the budget and stuff because they only pay once a month. Federal government, same principle. They do the same thing. They rob Peter to pay Paul. What they do, they raise taxes because they need extra money because they can't pay the bills on time. You try, but you can't. That's what I mean. Don't do, don't, I mean, because... And that's just how the government does. People say, oh, when I get in office, I'm going to do this. I'm going to cut the taxes. I'm going to pay bills on time. You can't because there's no way for you to pay bills on time unless you have a surplus of money to pay the bills on time. Mayor turned around and was like, I got to, I got to eliminate this. So what he did was he started going green on his properties and stuff, shutting things down at a certain amount of time, cutting work hours, cutting work schedules to where the building at a certain time everything is shut off everything's going to half manpower and he was paying his and he cut his he cut his payments in half his his late fees in half good thing and he didn't ask for any more money he just started cutting and he cut his pay for six months while he was doing a put that money back in to pay off debts that's what you got to do okay don't want to be that kind of person just pay your bills okay all right The reason why I want to talk, all right, oh yeah, this true OG goes out to all the people out there that are working hard, lenders, financial people that are working hard out there that are struggling to pay these bills, and they're trying to pay these bills, so this is what this is for, this is for you, you are the true OG, those out there who are working hard, who are trying to be a first-time homeowner, first-time buyer, first-time buying a car, and you get this massive thing, and you don't understand the, the lingo that they have, the words and stuff, APR. Or what does it mean about um, getting a, an appraiser, an assessor? Uh, what does it mean about when I buy this house, you know, what, what's entailed and stuff? That's why you have to get all these people that are knowledgeable to help you, all right? The true OGs are those people out there that are helping people to establish themselves as first-time homebuyers. You know who you are. You're the true OG, all right? Let's begin. Like I said, I was talking when I said about this is something, a crime. Here's a crime. There was this back in the early early 80s and 90s That's when it happened. There was a company called Country called Country Home or whatever mortgage. What they were doing, they were giving these massive loans to a lot of people. People that normally could not afford to get these loans. And they were giving them loans to people that shouldn't have got loans. Or that couldn't afford loans. They knew that they would default on their loans. So what they did was. They were just telling all these people. Hey we'll get you a loan. We'll get you financed. And people were refinancing. And they were taking the money. And they were doing what they were supposed to do. Most of them were. A lot of people were. A lot of people weren't. But, hey we're not talking about the ones that weren't. We're talking about the ones that were. This is what it's mainly about. And those people were paying. They got their loan. They were paying on time. But. A lot of People you know couldn't they couldn't afford the interest rates and stuff and so a lot of people were defaulting like they were getting behind because they had kids and they were trying to provide like i gotta feed my family i gotta pay my car payment i gotta pay this i gotta do this and they were trying to live this lifestyle like back in the 80s and the 90s there was a show called lifestyle the rich and famous they were trying to live cat um Caviar and champagne dreams, or whatever you know that theme by Robin Leach. Lifestyle of rich and famous, champagne wishes and caviar dreams, and they were trying to live this lifestyle that they shouldn't have done. That and it's sad. And a lot of people were defaulting, and and some of those and they didn't read the fine print that said if you miss one payment, the house was in foreclosure. And a lot of people houses were being foreclosed on them. I've seen it where there were people that were in the bed sleep when the sheriff department was kicking in their door talking about they got thirty minutes to get out, and they put all this stuff on the ground so their house is foreclosed and they were like, what well, we're trying to pay it, yeah, but that's what happens and see what i'm gonna what I'm gonna tell you is this if you're going to do if you're trying to be a first time home buyer, buyer beware, find someone that you can trust, find a realtor that you can actually have a relationship with look it's it's like this when guys go get their hair cut, they just don't go to any barber they find a barber that they can feel comfortable talking to. They feel a bond with that barber because that barber should be able to know them and they know the barber. And the same thing with women, when they go get their hair done, they go get their hair done from someone they trust. Lady does their hair wonderful or guy does their hair wonderful. They'll go back to that person because that person did an excellent job and they'll keep coming back for that business. Same thing when you buy a loan, when you get a loan from a house or when you get a lender. A lot of people say you can go to your bank. Yes. You can also go to your credit union if you have a credit union. Yes. But if you don't have one of those or your credit's not that great, you got to find someone that can get you to that can work with you with your credit see and you got to get your credit score up yes i'm doing the same thing i'm trying to get my credit score up because i'm trying to get myself into a first time home buyer trying to buy a house looking around find a lender i want to get pre i want to get approved for a loan then go look for a house and then do the government legalities i don't know all them them big jumbo words and stuff i'm just, i've been looking online reading watching videos and stuff but it's just kind of a uh, yeah gray area and that's something that's going to be hard for me because i'm a first time buyer i'm also a veteran so I got to find someone that deals with VA and stuff, the veteran and stuff. So that's what I'm looking for. And and it's going to be tough that I'm going to find it. And that's what the gray area. So I'm going to tell you, if you're looking to get a first time buyer, first time home, you got to get it. And you, and you got to make sure the house that you get, the house that you want, because when you put your sign, that paper, that's yours. And you're going to be living there. and You're going to be paying that mortgage and that mortgage and stuff affects your credit score. Yes, and it affects your credit score. So if you're trying to get that credit score really good, yes, because you're going to you got to get that house to where that's your house. So now that you will be able to build equity and you will have something that most people don't have, which is tangible, something that you can have longevity, residual wealth. When you buy a house, that's part of residual wealth that you would want. So uh, be, be careful. All right everybody every every realtor is not a good realtor you want to find a realtor that you can make good friends with because some realtors are 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 in it to to make a profit and there are some realtors that are there to help you you want one that's there to help you maybe build a bond you know so that your your family can actually be able to feel comfortable to call that realtor and be like have questions and stuff that's the kind of realtor you want you don't want a realtor that'd be like um hold on let me put you on hold and 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 he calls you back a couple of days later and says sorry man i've been busy yes he, yeah you're busy the, the the best thing to say is the realtor will say hey i i got your message calls you real quick i got your message i'm kind of busy when i get done I'll, I'll get i'll get a hold of you you know just to touch base he wants to keep up with you and stuff that's what i'm talking about You know, that's what you want to get. You want someone that that'll be in your corner because the best interest is when he hands you that key and says now you are a homeowner. Guess what? That is a proud moment when you get a when you get a key, a key that you have in your hand. That's yours. So now you can go outside and you can clean your yard up. You can walk in and paint the walls you want, the color you want. You can put your furniture in there and decorate it the way you want. Now you have a home that you can say yours, that you and your family can live in, and your relatives can come over and visit and say you did good and be proud of you. You don't want to be sitting there getting into something and they tell you, whoa, what the hell? You're upside down. And, and, they, and then, you know, because this is what happens. And I tell you this is what happened because I watched the video where this lady, she bought a home, her, her and her husband bought this house, and her and the family was like, After she bought the house They were looking at the paperwork Saying oh you should have went to And then they tell her later After she bought the house You should have went to this guy And this guy Where were you when I was looking Because she she said she talked to them And nobody would help her That's what I mean You got to be careful okay And just you know Be on that good side To where you can be You'll be able to you know Work with a lender Work with a good realtor That'll have a good lender And you got to have a partnership Because it's a partnership because you want that, because you don't want to get a house that you're upside down in. Like I've seen um, one where this lady, she ended up getting a house, got it at a really good price. Wonderful house. But they didn't tell her that the house had someone died in there. The house was murdered. Someone got murdered in the house. Yeah. And she was like, I didn't know that. You know, you wanted to where the, the the lender, the realtors and stuff could tell you, hey, tell you everything about the house how long it's been sitting because if you buy a house you know the two things there's there's two things there's three things you got to check on a house when you buy a house when you get a house you got two three things you got to check one you got to check the roof make sure the roof is well adequate and well well you know so that you don't have leaks two check the electrical make sure the electrical is good and three check the plumbing because i'm gonna tell you something right now if a house has been built in the say, say the house has been built in the 70s or the 50s, or the 60s, or the 80s. You want to check one thing. You want to check the plumbing. Not inside the house. You want to check the plumbing on outside the house. The reason being is because the sewer lines and stuff can be rotted. I seen a guy who bought a house. He ended up spending sixty. He ended up spending forty thousand dollars to get his sewer lines replaced that's what i mean you got to be careful on that because you don't want to spend way more than what you're putting but granted he was living there great neighborhood guy said great neighborhood and stuff but he was spending a lot more money than he had he had to get a he had to get a he had to refinance and get another loan to pay for that repair on top of his mortgage he had to pay out and he was upside down but the guy was like, um, I love it. I, I love the house. And he remodeled the house the way he wanted it. And then he ended up, he just couldn't afford it. It was too much. It was way too much. So he ended up selling it. You know, he had to sell it. And he had to sell it at a loss. But he sold it. And he sold it to the, to the amount to what he spent. He didn't make any profit. He only sold what he spent. And that was a thing. See what I'm saying? So got to be careful, all right, when you look for that. I'm just telling y'all, be very careful out there. If y'all looking to get a house or getting a fine, like when you go buy a car, make sure if you're a first-time car buyer, and you can and you can make sure you get a good car. Get a good car that's really durable, something that you want. Don't just pick the car because, oh, that car looks good. Oh, that's my car. You know what? You want a car that's gonna be great. If you're getting a brand new one, great. Look at the price. Look at what they're offering, the package deal. Sometimes they'll say, We'll give you off $5,000 you'll get $5,000 back on the car Here's what the catch is that $5,000 you don't actually get They'll put that towards the payment of the car And then you got your interest on the car So you got like a 20-year payment or 15 years or 36 months car payment Whatever you don't you want to be able to have your Think about that you know how long you're going to pay this car Do you you know and then you got to maintain that car repairs you got to maintain the oil, make sure the engine's good, make sure the transmission is working, make sure the tires are good. You know, you got to put everything in perspective because when you go out, well, that's your car. Because you don't want to buy a car and then, because you know, right now the federal government has this thing called the lemon law. Dealers can't sell you a lemon, but dealers have been known to do that. Like a, a lady bought a car. She bought a car from a dealer, from a used dealer. It was a great car dealer didn't tell her that the car was in a flood down south car was in a flood dealer didn't say that car dealer kept his mouth shut about that and so so that person had a car that was in a flood and the person didn't even know that and all of a sudden the check engine light comes on all of a sudden the car was in a water damage the car was water damaged and and i'm telling you that's something that you got to be careful on when it comes to things like that you don't want to have to spend more than what you have because if you don't have that kind of money, because then you got to go get. One lady bought a car. The car ran great. The, the dealer, the used car dealer had that car fixed to where it'll run for approximately one month later. Had a 30 day warranty. The very next month, the dealer, she got the car, the, dea- the car started acting up. She loved the car, car was great, car was a great package, it was wonderful, ran great, but then guess what happened? 30 days later, the next month, the middle of the next month, she ended up getting that car, that car started acting up, started, engine wouldn't, the horn started not working, the alarm didn't work, she just started, you know, having problems, she went back to the dealer, the dealer told her, Um, I gave you a 30-day warranty within 30 days and she was upside down and the price of the car was just way much more It costed her way much more to get the engine fixed It cost more for the transmission and a lot of the work that she had to put into the car It cost her more than the value of the car and she was still making payments The car was in repair while she was still making payments on that car because she had to And she was like, well, what the hell? And, a mechanic. and also, if you're gonna buy a car, make sure you bring someone who's knowledgeable on a car. An auntie, I mean, an auntie, an uncle, a cousin, whatever. Who someone knows about cars? You need to take that person with you to go look at that car, to drive the car. Because if you don't, they're going to sell you a limit. If it's a used car lot. If it's a major car dealership, now, they don't sell limits. Major car dealerships don't want that hassle and they don't want that lawsuit. So, used car dealers can get around that. They'll sell you a car and say, by the way, they'll sell it to you and then afterwards say, you need to go get it fixed. You need to get a a tune-up. Go get it checked. And then you go get it checked and you see there's oil leak or or the radiator's not working or the AC's not working and you're and you're like what the hell but you already signed the contract. Be careful, buyer beware. I'm just telling you be safe when it comes to buying a car and stuff like that. Things that you need to know. A lot of times, you know, here's what I think. They should teach this in school. How to buy a car, how to get a house, how to pay your taxes. What is FICA? What does it mean your credit score? They should have a class on that in school. They don't have that in school. They throw you out there when you graduate out to the wolves and then you're stuck. And like, it's like when you go to college, you, you get these massive loans, unless mommy and daddy's mega rich, like Warren Buffett or Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, you know, that kind of rich kind of family or, you know, or Bill Gates kind of rich or, or like Shaquille O'Neal kind of rich, you know what I mean? Where they have that kind of money, they can buy a car, cash out. You know, or something like that, or buy stuff, cash out. You want to, you don't have that. They can pay for your college and stuff like that. No, you want to be able to know. Because there's so many people, there was a story of this brother and sister. They both graduated college. When they graduated, the brother went to grad went to grad school. He had to do, he did 12 years, grad school. He ended up combined, total, they had a million and a half in debt that's what they had a million a million dollars one million five hundred thousand they owed in student loans because they because their parents weren't that rich they didn't have money to you know put down they had to get these massive loans and now they're paying the bare minimum and the economy right now is really really bad and the economy is really bad and they couldn't you know they trying to find work and a lot of people were, were being interns and stuff, so they're working for free, so she had, to, she had to get another loan to keep her living because she's working for free, and they just finally hired her, and now she has these massive loans to pay. You know, the government should give out free, she, she wipe away those loans, but they don't because it's a cash cow system, and that's what I mean. Buyer beware, be very careful, do what you got to do, but also do your homework. Because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they're good. Also, the FAFSA program is good. They'll give you the loan. They'll give you a certain amount in Pell Grants and stuff, but it's not a lot. So you have to get a loan. Pell Grants only pay for a percentage of what you get to go to college. And then you have to get a, a loan. And that loan will cover everything else. Some people will get grants. Grants may be either five hundred dollar grant, a thousand dollar grant. You don't get no. Nobody's giving out a hundred thousand dollar grant. No one's giving away a million dollar grants to go to college. No, they're getting the bare small amounts because they got to take that grant money, and they got to spread it. So you're not getting a big grant. You're getting a small grant, just a little to help you out. And then you're in college, and you got to eat. A lot of kids in college had to get a job in order to survive, you know, because they don't have that kind of money. Their family's not that rich or their family is rich, but that's not, you know, here's the saying, a rich guy, a rich guy said this one time, his daughter and son went to college and they were like, well, daddy, we need money. It was like, oh no, that's my money. And she's like, what? He's like, that's my money. Go get your own money. So she had to go out and get her own money. So she got massive loans and stuff. He said, you got to suffer like everybody else. This is my money. I work for this money. This is my money. You go get your own money. So that's what she had to do. And I mean, seriously, that, that, that's, you know, in a way that's kind of an understatement about things. But that's how some parents are. They want you to suffer. And then some parents will sit there and say, we'll help you, but we're struggling. And there's parents that are struggling trying to provide for their kids and also pay their bills, their mortgage, their car payments, their insurance, their gas, light water, plus buy food and stuff, clothes, gas in the car. Gas is at an all time high, like six dollars, seven dollars depending on where you live at. You know, that's what I mean. People are just it's just a never ending cycle. But yet still they're getting this degree. Nevertheless, you're getting a degree. You're getting a college degree. You're having the college experience of your lifetime, but also you're having the experience of knowing what it means to be in debt. That's what I mean. So I'm going to tell you right now, be very careful. Just do your homework. If you're buying a house, start start asking around. Ask around. Find a friend. Ask around. If you're buying a car, ask around. Hey, what's a good car place? What's a good good car dealership? What's a good i um, You know, here's what I'm gonna tell you. This is something that I did not know this until someone told me. If you're going to go buy a car, right? A guy told me this and I didn't I didn't under, I didn't I didn't know but he told me before you go to see say you go buy a car, you're gonna go buy a car, go get go get approved for a loan. Go to your bank or if you have a bank or credit union or find a lender and get pre-approved. Get approved for a loan. Like say, here's what I do. You're going to go buy a car. Get approved for get approved for $20,000 for a loan. Get approved, get approved already for $20,000 loan. Go buy the car. Have your loan already approved. Don't use the lenders that they give you. Just be already approved. Have all your paperwork and be approved for up to $20,000. All right? So you can get a car for like $15,000. You can get a car for like $10,000, brand new or pre-owned. And you'll have the money already pay, already approved so that you don't have to go through the hoops so of how much can you put down? Can you put down? A, if you don't have $5,000 to put down on a car, because most car dealerships, new car dealerships will say, how much can you put down? What you put down determines the amount of your car payment. So if you don't have five grand to put down, because if you say I walk in and you say I got 1000 you say you, you got like, say you got 2000 This is a good number. And you walk in and say, I want to get a car they usually show you the car and you pick the car that you want. And that car is like say eighteen 5. We'll say, we'll say eighteen five, eighteen thousand five hundred, dollars With taxes and stuff, it'd be about 20 something. And then you, and they'll say, Well, how much do you have to put down? Well, I have two thousand. And they'll be like, okay. And they'll go, he'll go back and talk to his financial person. Can you put down any more? The reason why? Because they want to lower your car payment. And then you don't have it but two thousand, they say, hmm. Let's pick another car. But you really want that car. So, And to eliminate that, so you can have the car of your dreams, the car that you want, get pre, get, get a loan from somewhere else and then walk in. Already approved for like whatever amount. Then when you go get the car, you just hand the paperwork and do it and done. You're out there and you're driving your car and you're living the good life and you're making your payments, okay? Hey, by the way, this is J.R. Bell Well, I Got Your Six podcast. And I want to tell everybody out there, thank you. I appreciate you. Hey, if you want to support my podcast, just Share my podcast on social media or just go to com and purchase something there. Just look around and purchase some things, you know. I appreciate that, all right? I, app- I appreciate that. Do what you got to do. Do that, all right? Because I want you out there, everyone out there, I, we need to be supportive. Support each other. Support my podcast. That's what I ask. Nothing more. Just support my podcast. Just share my podcast or... Buy something from my online e-commerce store. You know, people always ask me how much money have I made. Eh. It's going, and I'll be honest. My my pod, my store is going, but I still keep it going because I. Oh, that's my store and that's my baby, and I love it. And I'm I'm gonna keep do, doing what I do. And I'm gonna keep giving you good content. You know, so that's what I want y'all to do. Okay, support my podcast by sharing it with everyone, and I will support you. Because you are my true family. You are my true fam. You are the I Got Your 6 fam. I want each and every one of you to do everything as possible. Okay? All right? This is J.R. Bell with I Got Your 6 Podcast. And Bravo 6 going dark.